told you before, some people call Wednesday hump day. There is no such thing at SEN. We just love talking sport 24-7, seven days a week. And we will do that again this morning. Good morning if you're listening on SEN 1170 AM here in Sydney. And for the first hour, we welcome you listening on SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane. Patton Hills will be along from 6 AM Queensland time, wherever you're listening on the SEN app, you may be overseas. Just shoot us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Great way. Get, get on the open line if you can, you know, spare some time this morning. Let's just chat, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. But if you can't, we know you're busy. Uh, send through your messages on any topic on the Edgewater Homes text line, 0457 um, I, I feel obliged to kick off this morning, Brandy, by giving you a gift in light of Vladimir Putin giving Kim Jong-un a sign of special personal relations, has given him a Russian-made car as a gift. Send him over a car. Right. Brandy, what could I get you oh, to Vossi. just sort of establish our relationship? Sort of like a, a pen pal, a, a good buddy-buddy. A yeah, a good a, buddy. Yes. Buddy. Uh, I don't know. So two nut jobs giving each other. Did, <laughs> did, did uh, Kim uh, reciprocate? Yes. Did he uh, send uh, anything back towards uh, no, Russia? No word of do, that. Do we know what um, Russian cars are like? I haven't. Okay, uh, I've done a bit of research. Have you? <laughs> yes. Like uh, yes, it was delivered on Sunday by a Russian delegation. Uh, the car was an Aorus, the luxury automaker founded in 2018 to produce Russia's official state cars. Okay. So I don't know where they're available to the public. It's that exclusive. So Putin, to his pen pal, as you've put it yeah. beautifully, uh, <laughs> Kim Jong-un, just give him a car. Like, get, getting the car over there would be something, wouldn't it? Anyway, they've, what, I'll keep you up to date. I'll search if there's any return present. Mm. Yeah. Can't think of what it would be from North Korea. Well, no. No, he's uh, well. He's in that the news for all the wrong reasons, isn't he? Uh, Vladimir Putin at the moment. Well, normally they're little things that they give between countries. You know, they're ceremonial. You don't give you don't give a leader a car. Like you give your twenty first. You, you might give it your son or daughter. You help them buy their first car. It, but I don't think but, I don't think a, a one president giving another bloke a car. It's a bit naff, isn't it? Yeah, but isn't isn't but Putin is one of the richest men in the world. Like yep. he's. He owns Russia, owns the companies, the oil, the yeah. You know, he owns everything in Russia. So I, I don't think there's been a dent in his bank balance. No, I car. don't think I don't think it's hurt. He just, he just signed off and said off it goes. I think I think uh, despite North Korea, you know, half of the country starving. I think Kim, I think he's doing all right too. I think he's <laughs> I think he's doing all right for himself. Uh, now, what did you get up to yesterday? You you were uh, you were planning yeah. a, a hit and run to the Dragons. Yeah, yeah, we've now done... We're at um, Wollongong or Cogra? Yeah, down at the Wynn Stadium yesterday. So what we've done, uh, Fox League, the fan, uh, part of the rights deal, probably, the, yeah, again, we like to pull back the curtain. Part of the rights deal is um, that uh, you get media days with all the teams exclusive to you. Mm. So the dra- every all 17 clubs have to uh, give over time to us to film and... We go in, and, and that can be for prom- promos and for openers and things like that. But for programs like The Fan, we basically get access to as many players as we like and the coach. So yesterday was the 17th club we've done um, since January 8th. Cowboys were the first, and we've worked our way all the way through. Been everywhere, been to Auckland, been to Newcastle, Brisbane. Townsville. So I've now now caught up with every team. Lara Pitt was at Cronulla on uh, Monday. I was at the Dragons yesterday. I, I came away pretty impressed. It, to be honest, I, I saw a... It, a lot of the same, right? They're fit, they're strong, yeah. they're going well. But you notice the ones that 
aren't that carry on a bit silly or, you know, aren't organised and that. The Dragons, well-run ship, and, and thanks to their media department for that, Chris Kennedy looking after things, Shane Flanagan, you can tell there's a Flano impact. I, I, I come with good news for the Dragons. There's impact of a positive nature, fitter, just to look at personally, you know, up close, Brandy. Yep. And then I, I was given some information just around some numbers that collectively the Dragons forwards had lost something like 98 kilos on, on the end of last season since Flanagan has come on board. 98 kilos of fat replaced by in excess of 50 kilos of muscle. So body shape different. Um, will it lead to wins? Well, of course, it's all it's all um, foundations. You know, but it's a step in the right the way, direction. Yes, exactly. Yes. Well, you've exactly. got to start somewhere. If if the if the the ship was sinking and it was, yep. it has yep. been sinking. Uh, you know, you can only start to repair it and, and get it back up mm. on top of the water slowly, slowly. Everything yeah. doesn't happen all at once. That's right. Which and which so, is actually speaking of that. Speaking of mm. now, I don't. I don't. Speaking of sinking. I watched a fascinating. Uh, it was like it was on the movie channel on the Fox yeah. Movie Channel, okay. but it was about Shackleton, um, and oh, yes, the, yes, and yes. and the and the greatest the survival story in history, yeah. and I, I I was riveted. I just happened to flick, and I thought, <laughs> is this a movie or is it a documentary? And it was sort of a bit of both. Um, it's a great watch if 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 you get time to watch it, Shackleton on Fox Movies. Um, talking about sinking ships, my God, might, um, might be a bit of motivation for so, dragons. If you well, you could be their, their ship is sunk. Well, it was. Some it people was, have got them it's sunk last Brooksy. year. <laughs> yes, <laughs> poor yes. old Brooksy's written them off for this year. I, I, no, I, how many hours might... do you spend it when when you do the fan? How many hours would you spend at a club if you're talking to yeah. a lot of players? Yeah, you can spend up to five hours there. You know, mm. you just hang around the day. That's what I mean. You observe, you see them train, you you, you know to, to see them in different light. And I and I hope he doesn't take this the wrong way, but even someone like Blake Laurie, to me, he 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 stripped fitter in front of me. It was it was a fit, I'm gonna say he stripped in front of me. Yeah, he looked fitter, fitter and stronger, faster, powerful. Um, so Blake Laurie, who's been around a while and has been a you know really good contributor, started playing some bigger minutes towards the end of last year. I remember a game I think against the Warriors, he had over seventy minutes. Um, but he looked good, and I think from what I saw at the Charity Shield the other night, players like Francis Molo and Jaden Sewer. Mm. They looked fitter to start the year. Do we know any? Yeah. Do we know any more? Have we heard? And it seems to have gone quiet. I know we're going to talk about this after seven. But uh, Leilua is Leilua on? Like last week, we had him almost signed mm. at the Dragons. Yeah. Now it's no. just sort of gone quiet. And uh, well, it's all to do with money. It's yeah. all to do with the money. What okay. what the Cowboys would tip him. I, I'll say a couple of other things. I will give away. Mm. Um, had a chat with the Cowtring brothers. Great entertainment with Ryan and Toby sitting, you know, identical twins, and they're sitting in front of you. You're seeing double, yeah. a bit like it's a throwback to the Morris, the Morris boys, boys when they were there. Yeah, yeah. and and look, they are they are good personalities. The real butcher boys, um, you know, won premierships in the under tens and the under elevens. I really hope they kick on. I really do. I think you've got a couple of good ones there, Dragons fans. They are they are of good stock, local juniors. Can play, you know, obviously, but break into first grade last year. And I tell you, who I got to talk to for the first time yesterday, Michaeli Ravalawa. Mm. Now I've never sat down and you know had had a chat with him. Fascinating, his whole um, his, his personality, story. one mm. his personality and his story. And without giving too much away, he uh, broke down in tears. Did he in the chat that we had? So mm. you know, here's a here's a 
he's a person who is driven now of of very humble beginnings yeah. out of Fiji. Who is who is when we say living the dream, there's living the dream and there's living the dream. He is living an absolute dream beyond mm-hmm. his wildest dreams. Yeah. So it's a, it's a it, that'll come up later in the year. So I was really impressed with boy, man. Those <laughs> he's a big man. Oh. I I like him. Like I like, as a player, him? I like yeah. him. I, I yeah. think he's a, I think he's a real plus for the Dragons. It, when you talk of, like the fitness, yeah, yeah, that is, like I know we we and and we sort of you know we cover it in the press all the time, every off season, fit, strong, yeah. but some some have some have been bullshitting for you know. There's been they, they <laughs> have there's been, there's yeah, been they don't train as they hard. They don't train as hard, and there no. is a difference, and that yep. that is that is an absolute non-negotiable. When you're talking about getting a, a, a premiership, a, an NRL side ready to play a season, they have to be. And Flano, that, that's what you want Shane Flanagan to just just tear them apart, build them back together again. Yeah, and oh, you yeah can, that's and right. And if, if that's you've noticed approach. that yep. difference. Absolutely, um, it did. And that, that is because that is, that's the thing we talk about when you say, well, it doesn't take it, – it, That's you don't have to be skillful to be fit. You don't. That mm. doesn't take – Brilliance that that just takes hard work and attitude, and that's yeah. and that that transfers into other parts of your game. If you're as fit as you can be, that mm. it, we you, you can't play if you're not Andrew. Like you may yeah. as well you may as well go. You know what? We didn't get fit this off season. We're no chance of winning. Well, I, they had things sorted, and I will give an observation to Ben Huntley. He looked pretty happy to me. That's all I can say. Uh, yeah, I had a good chat with, with Ben. Probably spoke with Ben longer than anyone there. Um, he, you know, he, he's a good actor if he's if he's not happy. Right. Because he looked pretty content with his lot <laughs> yesterday and understands his role and, you know, he's a leader at that club. So that's He doesn't strike me. Yeah, he does not strike me as someone that would, you know, kick a can around and, and mm. sulk because he's not getting what he wants. He, he, ben Hunt... To me, just looks like a, a good, honest man. Okay, I want to throw at something at at you now. If you want to call in on one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, if you want to talk up Pilates, so that was one thing that I I kept hearing. I didn't witness it, but the Dragons do a lot of Pilates. And is there work? Are all clubs doing Pilates? What the? I haven't. I've done maybe two, three Pilates sessions in my life. Mm. To, to do it sustained, is it? Is it incredibly beneficial? Do you tell me? One three hundred oh one eleven seventy Pilates. Are you a uh, Pilates class attendee? Do you think our footballers would get plenty out of Pilates, Brandy? Uh, I've never done it, Andrew. But no. my wife keeps telling me that I should do it, and the older mm. I get, the the more I should be doing it. Um, yeah. And Pilates uh, can be done on a reformer bed, and the reformer beds are they 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 rave about. Now, That's now, where the springs yes, are yes, yeah, different yes. tensions. Yes. Yeah, okay. Now, if you're yeah. talking about, uh, you know, what's important in the athlete's body, the core, your core yes. is core is vital. Um, apparently, Pilates and reformer beds and are, are, are the answer. Tell us, <laughs> tell us, zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. I've never a, got on one. Have you had any? Have you had any good or bad stories about Pilates? Sell Pilates on the program today to our breakfast with Vossi and Brandy family. Um, mm. Big day tomorrow, isn't it? You are an influencer, Brandy, aren't you? Well, you, Andrew, well, not really, because <laughs> you know I'm not, like I'm not social well, media savvy, or I'm not on social media. Um, yeah. Well, I know we are at at. Bossy and Brandy. Yeah, but um, but but people.
people are talking about last Monday week, you your first first bit of content for the year, you talked about margaritas. Oh yes. Spicy margaritas. Yeah. Well, the spicy margaritas. Well mm. now I'm reading articles about margaritas everywhere. Oh it's it's margar it's <laughs> it is World Margarita Day tomorrow. Can you believe yeah. that? They have no. got a day for it. Right. So twenty second cool. of Feb, World Margarita Day. So I, I think I think I should celebrate World Margarita Day tomorrow. Mm. I, I think I, I bring a spicy six mark. To, yeah, top, six of the show. <laughs> top, top of show. the show. Just crack a spicy mark. Wow. Just for, that, yeah, let's do it. Why okay. not? What the hell? Yeah. What the hell? Now, NBL, um, you, you've sort of, you were warm, but now you're, you're totally into it. Well, I'm hoping you'll join me on the Hawks bus. I know you're still on the Kings bus. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, but I'm, you've been. Yeah, I'm sticking with the Kings. I'm sti- okay. But, but I caught up with, uh, I saw the, they had a fair bit of coverage yesterday, the, the NBL, because Scotty Pippen's back out here. Pippen was out midway through last year. Um, he's back out this year. They all took a photo, and the Kings, they all had their representatives there. Whether they were their captains, I'm, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, Jordan Crawford. Now, you've, you've spoken about him a couple of times, Jordan Crawford. I didn't realise how small he was. He's a midget. He's 5'6". He's five, like that midget, yeah. I'm talking basketball yeah. terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, he yeah. looked, he's standing, Scotty Pippen, I, I think Pippen's 6'8 or 6'9, mm. you know, and, and there was a there was a Melbourne player who was around that height. Uh, Jalen Adams isn't that tall either. And he's about the same size as Bryce Cotton. Yeah. Who's well, not tall. Not tall, no. No, no. So you're saying Jordan Crawford looks like a jockey. Jock, absolute jockey. Mm. Tiny man. Uh, which which sort of led me on to the uh, someone you called on on Saturday night, Jai Gray, uh, yeah, a little little man. Apparently they were they were laughing at him. Like he was the butt of jokes at the airport when South flew out the other day because <laughs> they said the, you don't get child fares, but he could have been. You know, he he, he got economy because he, he it, it looks it's like first class yeah. for him. That's he how big the bed is. So Jai Gray is one hundred and seventy centimeters. Uh, other short now 170 centimeters. I think I don't know whether Jordan Crawford is that. No, he'd be smaller than that. He'd be shorter than that. Five six is less than five, 170. Be less than that, yeah. I think yeah, it is. So he's be uh, one one be like uh, 167 something like that, 168 centimeters. Yeah, and they did list that the shortest players in the competition. Uh, Jai Gray at 170 would be the shortest in the NRL if he plays, and he's very good, isn't he? For a, I, he I liked good. him. Yeah, yeah, no, really good. Abby really Corusau, Adam Reynolds, Reed Marnie, and uh, Ezra Mam. There's your mm. shorties. Not as Have... short as not as short as they used to be, Andrew. Yeah, Shulman and Colk. F- oh, Chris Guider and Chris yeah, Guider. Mark Shulman. Mark Shulman, very small, the shortest of the lot. If you want to talk about pocket rockets, mm. short players, short sports people, <laughs> we can do that this morning. That's been thrown into the mix by the great Brandicus. Uh, 1-300-01-1170. If you want to talk Russian cars, this is the station to do it today right across the SEN network. So go to the phones right now. We want to rip into the day on this Wednesday. We're one sleep closer to Vegas. Lots of people excited about that. Another round of the preseason challenge and cricket this afternoon on SEN. In fact, from 5 o'clock, Australia and New Zealand, the first of the T20s. What a great day to be tuned in right here to the home of sport, SEN. Your calls and texts in just a moment. We're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers.
Welcome back to SDN 1170 AM in Sydney. High chance of showers again today. More rain with the top of 27 across the city and the west. Good morning if you're in Brisbane. You're with us for another half an hour before Patton Hills will be along. Cloudy with a possible shower up there as well. 30 degrees. We're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. Plenty of texts coming in, Andrew. Uh, what are the odds the car will explode? That's from um, the welder who comes from Kingswood. Uh, right, yeah. Any other Russian car? No. Uh, I think Dan... Yeah, Dan's got his intercom open, uh, and uh, that's closed off everything here. Lieutenant Dan, how was Tradies News in a nutshell this morning? How did the Roosters fans feel about the trial match on uh, pre-season challenge game on Friday night? Yeah, I like that Dylan Knapp is playing. I think that's going to be good. Uh, the rest of the players, I have to say, I've never heard of. No, they've, uh, I, I think there's an, an ad in the classifieds um, looking for anyone that wants a game with the Roosters or the Bunnies this weekend. They're, they're that short. Everyone's in, everyone's in Vegas. Uh, Morning VB, the big G, says, uh, just had a look at the Aorus, which is the Russian car. Looks like a Rolls-Royce limousine. Is that right, Andrew? I said a picture. Well, no, I've only got... No, I've... The story I printed out didn't only came off the BBC website. Actually, I don't have the actual picture. Of oh, it, you so don't. I'll just take. I'll just take your word for it. I trust those texting in. We're talking about uh, Pilates. Um, Toddy from Leeton. Good on you, Toddy. He's he's got up early. He tells us, "Morning, lads. I love Pilates." There you go. I love Pilates. Oh, sorry. That was meant to say, "I love pies and lattes." Cheers, <laughs> Toddy from Leeton. Well, well oh, here's oh, he, good staff, Toddy. Here's someone that good does like early. it. Uh, ben of Cronulla says uh, Pilates great way to start the day. There's one next to me in Cronulla. The six a.m. session every day. I love walking past it every morning on the way to work. So he he's 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 watching. He's not doing. Uh, this one, morning, gents. John Nisbet from the Central Coast Mariners is currently the shortest player in the A-League at 155 centimetres. 155 centimetres. Wow, that is, uh, that's short. If, if Jai Gray is 170 centimetres, uh, 155 centimetres, what would that be in feet and inches? Someone can do the conversion. Uh, Good morning, boys. Some short rugby league players from memory. Tommy Bishop, yes. Robbie Robards, uh, teammate of mine, Robbie Robards. Jared Samet, yet short. Alf, Alf is certainly smaller than Jai Gray at 170. I think Jai Gray covers Alf, the most courageous of the lot. Uh, and as a Panthers fan, it's hard to say. Uh, Jeff Tuvey, yeah, Tuves. What a, what, a, what, a, what a great player Tuves was. Just to remind, like at some stage when we go to America, maybe for a bit of shock effect, go back and show the 97 grand final, um, the Adam McDougall, Jeff Toovey moment. and Savage. There's a stomping. There's a stomping moment and Toovey would blood all over the face. He plays on. I mean, you could probably do a little package of Jeff Toovey, couldn't you, over in America? And, and, um, and, And Jeff would do it in the right spirit because he's... Just incredible toughness. Incredible toughness. Uh, maybe there's been as tough, but in all my time following rugby league, no one as tough mm. as, as Jeff Toovey or courageous to do what the way he played yep. in the front line. Yeah. No, that, that moment in the 97 grand final, uh, absolutely brutal. McDougal just lashed out with his leg. Um, 
got him right in the face. I collected him above the eye. Yeah, that, that was, yeah, Tooves is a tough man. Now, Brandy, I don't want to cut your grass on the football desk, but mm. the biggest news in football this morning, confirmation, Mbappe oh. will be joining Real Madrid. Uh, still waiting to hear the terms, as in um, absolute money, rumoured five-year deal, um, earning... £12.8 million pounds a season. Plus, don't think that's... Plus a £128 million pound signing-on bonus. That's a fair bonus. Wow. £128 million pound signing-on bonus. Mm. Uh, so that will, that will move him from PSG to Real Madrid because there was a lot of talk that uh, Mbappe was going to take the Saudi money. Obviously, he's, he's knocked that back. Yeah. So Real Madrid, massive, massive dollars. Uh, Andrew, we've got the 6.30 news coming up. Um, yeah, you can also have your say on Edgewater Homes text line. The Edgewater Homes mortgage fund, up to $1,500 a month off your home loan. T's and C's apply. And now on Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy, the back page with David Riccio. David, great to have you on, mate. Hey, good morning, Brandy. Good morning, Vossi. Great to be back. Yeah, so where are you? Tell us exactly. Vossi just said you've been somewhere for weeks. Are you in America? Yes, yes. So I uh, I decided to do the, well, it will be a once-in-a-lifetime, given the dollar exchange rate, <laughs> um, of a, the, the family trip uh, to the west coast of the U.S., uh, Disneyland, NBA, the works burger, basically, boys, um, of, of uh, giving the kids uh, the ultimate um, ticket uh, to ride, and it was a most enjoyable couple of weeks. I must I decided to jam pack as much as I could into those two weeks, and so I hired a car, took on the right side of the road driving guys, mind you, covered a thousand, more than a thousand miles from LA, uh, travelled north up to Big Bear Lake. Now, people, some people will have heard of Big Bear Lake. It's it's, it's probably the equivalent. It's about a two-and-a-half-hour drive, three-hour drive north out of L.A., similar to driving from the city up into the Blue Mountains, but, oh, my goodness, knee-deep snow. Uh, wow. So I went from the Santa Monica beaches to the knee-deep snow. Then we drove down out of Big Bear Lake into Palm Springs, the desert, mind you, 40s and T-shirt weather. And then now here I am, guys, uh, in San Diego, Uh um, more um, directly La Jolla. Now, that is where the South Sydney Rabbitohs are based and will prepare for the next 10 days ahead of their Las Vegas oh, kickoff. Kick so I'm here covering the South Sydney Rabbitohs, of which uh, have been slowly arriving into their hotel, shaking off their jet lag. I've got to say, David, you put a bit, I don't know about Brandy, but you, geez, you put some pressure on the Voss household. If, if I get to go to Vegas any other year down the track... <laughs> They're going to want to come. And, uh, can't you do a holiday like David Riccio? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so is Big, uh, yeah. Big Bear Lake is, um, you said, three hours. Does that sort of take you up around Yosemite National Park? Is that sort of where, base, you know, around about, or is that yeah. nowhere near it? Brandy, yes, no, Yosemite's a lot further north. Um, I, I originally, when I mapped out that itinerary for the family, I was looking at Yosemite. I just couldn't get there. It's a little bit further. Probably another another three and a half hour drive 
further north. Uh-huh. Um, but I've got to say, guys, the diversity of the California states, crazy. Like, as I said, one minute we're riding bikes on Santa Monica Boulevard and the next, then two and a half, three hours later, we're, we're in knee-deep snow. And as I said, down into Palm Springs in the desert, it's, it's a fascinating landscape. Uh, but it's all... Holidays over, guys. I've got to. I've now got to get back to work and start paying off the credit card. So does that mean you've shipped the family home and you're staying for the uh, for the Vegas yes. part of it? Oh wow! Yes, farewelled the family yesterday, and uh, here I am working and covering the South Sydney Rabbitohs in the countdown to the Las Vegas kickoff. Okay, so in all your travels, and I'm sure you just got randomly talking with total strangers and maybe in the conversation got round to who you are, what you, what you do. I might have seen you in Breakfast Show, Breakfast with Voss and Brandy, you may have heard it on the app, um, and what you've got coming up. Has any, have you met any American who knows about the Vegas doubleheader, David? Honestly, have you? I'm curious. Well, if I've got to be honest, no, I haven't as yet. No, as right. yet, okay. Now, yep. I sense that once the team's start arriving and donning their colours, walking the streets. For example, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, as I said, to just to shake off that jet lag um, into into San Diego. They were out and about this morning at the local cafes. And I and when, you know, a collective group of, uh, of squad members the size of the bunnies start rolling in, questions are asked about what's going on. And I think that's, that's where it'll start to to drip feed into the community. Um, the I will say this, guys. I haven't even seen a random South fan uh, oh, wow. as, as yet. However, at at Disneyland, the only jersey or NRL colours I saw were the Warriors. And so mm. I decided to... Uh, I just threw out an up the was as I walked <laughs> past this gentleman. And, uh, Reaction? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, and oh, straight away he was all over me. Anyway, he was a, he was an, he was he, he wasn't a Kiwi, he was an Aussie who lived in Sydney, but was just wearing his Warriors jersey at Disneyland. Mm. And um, so, and so there you go. That's just another example of just how far the Warriors have come. Yeah. So if you think that you know, getting out and about might make a little bit of an impact and sort of have people ask questions, maybe, maybe they that should be part of the promotion. Um, leading into the games like just just have the boys in their in their their gear not necessarily their jerseys but all colors just wandering up and down the strip in vegas and people will start to go hey who are these guys what's happening (laughs) you know yeah yeah yep 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 uh all good um so when will you actually hit vegas how long are you going to base yourself in san diego before you get to vegas well, an, another week here, guys. Another oh, really? Week, uh, with South. Yep, yep. Um, and, and let's... Well, I think a lot of fans and listeners, I think they need to understand how serious the coaching staff and the playing group are treating this. It, it, it's very much viewed as a historic occasion and something completely unique, exciting, but in the back of everyone's mind, there's this feeling of it, 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 it's a promotion for the game and somewhat of an exhibition. Well, I can't, I can say it's nothing further from the truth as far as the, the, the um, intensity and anticipation from the coaching staff to ensure that 
all four teams get off to a winning start for round one. Mm. And so when when you ask how long I'm here for, Grandy, it is a week-long preparation for South Sydney, of which they're treating... They want to go out and win this thing. It's not an exhibition to showcase. Yes, it is to showcase rugby league, but for them, it's about to get home with two points. Yep. And so I'm really interested to see... Um, for a football side, guys, that many are claiming can win this premiership. I want to see what they look like. I want to see how they train and what, how dialed are they in? How dialed in are they to, mm. to come home with the two points in round one uh, and make sure that it's not, you know, just all, 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 all balloons and streamers and that this is the start of their premiership tilt here in Las Vegas. I tell you what's good, and and you know, so Russell Crowe's done that, um, you know, explainer video, five minutes talking about rules of rugby, it's very league good, and putting it in an American context and downs and tackles as opposed to downs and things like that. But he's also tweeted to just having his support, just a just a tweet by Russell, and I'll work out how many followers he has this morning on X, not what formerly known as Twitter. March 2nd in Las Vegas, NRL National Rugby League, two games live, Allegiant Stadium, and then he's put in the explain a video via his site. So he's linked the NRL thing. Now, he has 2.9 million followers. They would be all around the world. But to his American followers, rugby, you can't buy that sort of um, publicity that Russell is driving, um, David. that that We just need a few more Russell Crows, don't we? Where's Hugh Jackman? When, when's he going to hop on the bus? When's he going to promote it, sport? Yep. The, uh, mm. Yeah. Yeah, Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah, well, there's no coincidence, guys, that South Sydney were chosen for a reason, and, and that is Russell Crowe. Like, the, 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 the four teams chosen bring bring glitz and glamour with them. And and that is, to your point, Hugh Jackman with Manly. Um, Lachlan Murdoch uh, is a part owner of the Brisbane Broncos and, and so much firepower as far as TV coverage here in the US with Fox Sports coverage of which will go live uh, on the number one Fox channel in the US. It's unheard of. Mm. Um, and so that is, a, you know, Russell supports absolutely paramount yep. Yep. to to what we're trying to achieve here, and that is to try and break down the barrier of what is rugby league, what is the NRL in America. Uh, David, something that we, uh, we we've raised um, since coming back on air last week about the Fox coverage of it. Now, we're, they're on Fox Sports One, the big channel in America for the for the two games for the double header. Um, do you know anything about any further games and, and do we get a regular spot on Fox Sports 1 for a game a week, two games a week? What, what What's the news around that? Well, Brandy, that's the end goal. That's the absolute end goal for, for Rugby League to sit on that, that main Fox channel. Uh, currently, uh, or previous seasons, Rugby League has sat on effectively what is the soccer channel on, on, on Fox. And this is this is part of, as I said, trying to break down the wall and, and expose the Americans to a sport um, that, that that they can grow to enjoy mm. and and to, to understand to, be, to have enough TV viewers to, to to gain traction on that number one channel. Certainly, the, the doublehead will be on the number one channel, and it'll be obviously TV ratings will will determine the path going forward, Brandy, on whether it can survive on that number one channel. Look, this is a five-year deal. Yep. So I think at the very least for the next five years, the double, the opening round is going to be on that main channel. 
Um, just some feedback to your segment uh, there. Uh, someone wanting to say, can you look up the translation of San Diego? David, we'll leave that with you. That's some homework. Can someone play the National Lampoon music yep. as the nudist describes his trip? Um, that would be good. The, so we could have... Holiday Road. Mm. Yes, yes. So that's an amazing trip. Yeah. How many photos and food? Where mm. was the food? How's your diet? How's your weight going, David? All right. Yeah, look... I, I... No, look, I've got to say, I've got some work to do. I luckily got the gym downstairs in the hotel. Oh, we all do. <laughs> got um, some work to do. Hey, guys. Yep. There's, there's, there is a, mate, there is something special here in America called In-N-Out Burger. Now, oh, my goodness. It is. It's a treat. Uh, I mean... Is it a chain, In-N-Out Burger? Things. Yep, it's a chain. Mm. And it's, it's, only in a, it's only in California. And it's... They, they, it's almost like you're walking onto a movie set the way they treat. They welcome you as you walk in the door. People who have been there before will know exactly what I'm talking about. Right. It's good yeah, fun. Yeah. In-N-Out Burger. Jeez, I gave that a run for its money. Yeah, nice. <laughs> nice plug. Okay, back. Nice plug. David, great to talk. Uh, enjoy San Diego and um, we'll, we'll talk again. Hey, thank you, boys. Go well. Good to have He's you back on, mate. He's back and we're going well. He's got a bit of work to do, he said. Quote. Uh, this is... Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy, powered by Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Together, Hemi Goodman from Sportsbet in just a moment. He's going to hone in on some cricket markets, so stay with us on the home of sport in Sydney, SEN 1170am. It just keeps on delivering, Rugby League. Keeps on delivering, like the city of Sydney keeps on delivering, um, which is why I'm sort of poking the bear now, Jared Waitley, who's <laughs> getting ready for his program in Melbourne. Sydney keeps delivering um, th- those warm-up concerts down in Melbourne for Taylor Swift. <laughs> She's now primed and ready for Sydney. Jared, thanks for doing that, mate. We really appreciate it. Vossi, Brandy, hello. Yeah, good luck matching the grandeur of the MCG. Um, and I will say is uh, the, the camping out in front of the merchandise stand, I do have a little bit of knowledge on this with, with two daughters. We, we had to go a bit beforehand to make sure we, we got our gear. So that is, okay. that's part of it is on the night, it's almost impractical to get your merchandise. Jared, did you, so you take need a, a plan. No, did you take a couple of days off uh, RDOs and camp out? Like, did you <laughs> we didn't quite do tent? that, but we definitely uh, we had a middle-of-the-day excursion out there once it had opened, and oh. you had to commit a couple of hours to it. Good advice, Jared. Good. Now, you did a piece on your own program. So you're not all sport on your show as well. You spoke about the, the magnitude of the event. Taylor Swift, put it in your words. Relay it here to our Sydney audience. Yeah, so I've been going to the MCG my whole life. I consider myself extremely lucky on that front, and I've experienced everything, the, the greatest cricket, the best of footy world events. I've never felt the stands shake the way that they did in the first 10 minutes of the Taylor Swift concert. I've never been part of a crowd that's reaction was quite so intense and ear-splitting as what happened when she first appeared. Uh, and even just talking to the officials at the MCG, they t- checked with the structural engineers to make sure that the rocking of the stands for 12 minutes wasn't going to lead to something a little bit unnerving. So uh, it was a spectacular event. And I've got a couple of girls and have never considered myself more lucky to be a girl dad than over the past week to have fully experienced it. Mm. Awesome. Uh, now, what it did do was uh, was dig up the turf of the MCG. Yeah. So... Um, uh, they're, they're pretty good at repairing things in those big stadiums quickly, aren't they? It, it'll be up and running. It'll be good for the 
for the start of everything, won't it? Yeah, it'll certainly be relayed by the start of the the AFL season. So it's a short turnaround. You're, you're talking days, not weeks. Um, and it is the largest turf replacement that the ground has ever undertaken. Um, they grow the turf out at the farm and then um, truck it in and lay it from there. As last season, we were coming off the Ed Sheeran concerts and round one, it was... Uh, a little unsightly and didn't play as well as we expect the MCG to. And I suspect that's probably the reality for round one as well. But um, what we just experienced is the MCG is more than just a sporting field and has always been thus. And if the price is that the the turf is not quite as pure for the start of the football as it might have been, then it will have been worth it. Um, the phenomenon that gripped the town and that you're about to experience in Sydney, it will have been worth it to compromise a little bit of footy at the start of a long season. Yeah, yeah. Four, four nights in a row. It, I might need a, a full re-turf out yeah. of the core stadium too. Jared, uh, uh, one of our listeners, Phil, says, is it, are there any rule changes we need to be aware of in the AFL this year? Any Not, tweaks? Yeah, they're sort of more, yes, they're tweaks um, rather than changes. And a lot of it does relate to the dangerous tackle and the the adjustments that every contact sport around the world is making in regard to concussion. So last year we had a spate of dangerous tackles and then we had the very unusual uh, smothering incident, which you'll recall, the Mm. Maynard-Brayshaw incident, which Rugby League already captures in its rules, and you're a great example to us. So the adjustment has been attempted there that if a player is to leave the ground, turn his shoulder and make contact with the kicker on the way down, he he would now face a suspension, which brings us into line with a pretty nimble rule that you've had for some time. So nothing dramatic, but uh, very much geared around... uh, how to make play, how to increase the duty of care. All right, Jared, do you get around? You had that amazing Vegas trip and you ran us through your trip to the Grand Canyon, to the Sphere, to the Live Golf, to the Ice Hockey, to the Copperfield Magic Show. I mean, you've done it all. And now, <laughs> um, while Brandy is uh, marooned in Sydney, I get to go to Vegas. Poor old Brandy's sitting back. <laughs> You're off to New Zealand. The, um, the You will do the first test next yeah, week. I'll... We've got the T20s on today from, from 5 o'clock here. But you'll be off at the test next I'll week. I'll sneak, sneak the Wellington test in before um, footy obligations start. So it's sold out. It was sold out a couple of months ago, which I think – and what happens this afternoon is the Chapel Hadley Trophy just isn't contested the way that it should be. There's such a rich history of rivalry, obviously, between Australia and New Zealand across multiple sports. And cricket for a time was at the front of that. And then it, it, it's just left dormant, I think, too often. You have to find a one-week window, which I concede is not always possible, but it's the quickest trip that there is. And then you play three games, of which this time they're going to be T20s in a, in a World Cup year. And I think you've heard sort of through David Warner's starting point is that that rivalry is rich and deep mm-hmm. and probably should be explored more than it is. And even the fact that Test Series is only two rather than three is a little bit disappointing. Yes. New Zealand, for a long time, haven't stacked up against Australia in cricket. Despite uh, this really successful period for them, they would dearly love to reverse that. I I think Australia will be fully braced for what's coming, having lost the last test match against the West Indies, but they would want to be. I think they will hit a really determined New Zealand side playing not just for themselves, but for the recent history of New Zealand cricket. Gee, I could think of worse things to do, go and spend a week in Wellington and yeah, uh, and yeah. watch the cricket. Jared, you, you, do, you do it tough. Um, <laughs> Joel Smith, uh, the AFL player, 
accused. Well, they've upgraded things, haven't they? They've yeah. gone from um, you know using to trafficking. So this has dramatic, uh, dramatically escalated as the investigation of Sports Integrity Australia deepened, and what was originally a positive in competition test for cocaine at the end of last season's home and away has now extended to charges relating to possession and trafficking of cocaine in September the previous year. And the nub of the allegation, as the Herald Sun dictates, is that it's text messages on Smith's phone offering quantities of cocaine to teammates and that SIA, having seized Smith's phone and and dug deep, uh, believe that warrants warrants the charges of trafficking or attempted trafficking and possession from a previous time. So at the start of this, there was sort of cockeyed optimism around maybe a three-month ban for Smith, uh, uh, with cocaine being that unusual in-competition drug, and if you can prove it wasn't performance-enhancing. But this is this is much wider now, and the implications not only for the player but for Melbourne on a cultural front are are profound, uh, and it, it's going to be so interesting to see how that lands over the next 72 hours. Yeah, just from the outside, Jared, and looking in and reading bits and pieces over the last couple of years, since Melbourne have won, since they won the competition, just reading about those sort of issues without anyone, na- without names appearing, but Melbourne having that problem, an off-field problem, which has then affected what they do on the field. Yes. Is, yeah. that, is that correct? Am I sort I th- of... I think that's a reasonable summary. And then the depths of that is what's the, where the questions are, is the previous president was sort of unceremoniously blasted out of office. And the core of that were questions he was asking around the culture of the club and mm. what he might have been prepared to do. So that feels like he was an inconvenience and he was swiftly dealt with, but he hasn't gone away. So they've been they've been on a battle footing, I think, since they won their premiership. Mm. And probably the battle footing is never more urgent than today. And I will say the the one chance that they had in October, the chief executive declared what was happening at Melbourne as the best culture he'd seen it in a footy club in 40 years involvement in the game. So that's the bar that we would measure them against. And they are clearly well short of that. And then what does that look like? Because this is a team that's gone out in straight sets in the finals two years running. So, the confluence of all of this makes them the most fascinating team of the season. And this almost ensures that this investigation will last a good chunk of the season. All right. Um, back to things of a positive nature in sport of a different sort of positive. Um, just, just to reinforce Jared and, uh, and we as rugby league fans appreciate your support. You are absolutely on board with Vegas, aren't you? And I as am. it get closer, everyone's talking about it up here. Like the 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 coverage it's getting is just enormous. Um, Russell Crowe was tweeted twice in the last you know twelve fourteen hours promoting. How good's that? Yeah, he's got two and a half million followers, and he's putting out clips of the NRL and the ads, and like that's fantastic support. Yeah, you you know I love a bit of Melbourne Sydney banter, Vossi, but I can't I can't indulge in it here. I think this is a brilliant idea. I think it's so bold for the code. It's so bold for sport in the country, and it's worth it. Uh, and there'll be differing levels of what represents success. But in what you're telling me of the number of people who are going to take the pilgrimage and have one of the great football experiences of their lives, what traction can it get over in the US? I think it will look spectacular in that stadium when it's shown on telly, particularly if you've got 40,000 plus 
in there. And I just think it speaks, it's visionary. Is The AFL's tried a few times, New Zealand, a bit half-hearted, China, which didn't, which just felt sort of um, odd and (laughs) ended in COVID. The US has always been the most likely and the glittering lights of Vegas sort of suit the NRL rather perfectly. I hope it's a roaring success for the five years and inspires um, inspires others to follow. Um, yeah, I, I, I won't, I won't hear a bad word about it as long as everybody understands. That my only concern, Vossi, is that the players understand they have a huge role in this, and this is not yeah. to be mucked up. Yeah, I had a little, I had a little mail. Okay, you tell me, Brandy. You tell me this is a good thing. I heard that Manly have been given, like, we get there, we acclimatise. You then have twenty four hours to do whatever you like <laughs> and then it's all focus on the game it's almost there's a curfew you're locked you're in lockdown mm. to prepare for the game that 24 hours brandy you support that that you just basically let them up, up to their own devices or would you be instructing no we've got to do things organized as a team rather than giving them free license oh, Danger, that's 24 hours a that's lot can, a lot can happen in 24 hours yeah. Like, hangover. yeah that's immediately <laughs> springs to mind doesn't it the hangover yeah, it does. We're losing okay, player. We're, boys we've got 24 hours to do whatever we can then yeah. we're going to get our footy heads on and, and concentrate could be dangerous so that's what I've heard, Jared. So yeah, that's that, what I think want. that's a profoundly bad idea. Yeah, I think it is too. <laughs> <laughs> profoundly bad. Yeah. That's so the I'll, I'll give you a bit I of it. If you watch Obliterate on the flight over, which was my mistake, um, that, that would put the fear of God into your 24 hours in Vegas. Okay. All right. And news here. Uh, Peter Volandi set to uh, be appointed for another three years, a, 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 an extension of his tenure. But he has said to the Telegraph today he mightn't see out the term. I have suggested that as we get to the end of that three years, that we tie and bound and gag him in a room until he signs on for another three years. We're not letting him go. He's... he's <laughs> He's, he's been the pretty good administrator. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's been rugby league's best weapon in many a year, I think. Mm, nicely put. Best weapon. Jared, have a great show today. Great to uh, chat, uh, mate. A little bit of rugby league and Sydney infiltrates your program on a regular basis today throughout the three hours. I look forward to following your escapades in Vegas. Mm. You might you. have a little more Vegas guy in you than I did.